Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. It's a joy to speak to you again this week. I hope everyone uh, is doing well as we embark on the fourth quarter of 2021. Um, I'm sure we all say it every year, but I can't believe it's here already. (laughs) Uh, But Q4 2021. don't forget to support the podcast, patreon.com slash light files, nine patron supporters of the podcast right now, still looking for 50. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll revise that number down. Nobody's doing it. Please, 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 please. <laughs> That's me literally begging $5 a month. It wouldn't mean the world to me. Patreon.com slash light files. And thank you so much. Um, so it's the fourth quarter. I, um, want to uh, start this podcast really quick. I just got the news yesterday, um, as as many of us did, about um, Karen Krieger's uh, um, passing and um, just really, really terrible, sad news. Um, it really makes you think about uh, all the people that we love in our industry and how wonderful they are. And, you know, um, how you can't take anything for granted. Um, I remember meeting Brad at one of my um, first uh, markets. I believe we met in Hinkley at a party or something. I don't remember, but um, he's been a great uh, industry friend. And then uh, when he met Karen and they got married and she started working with him, um, I'm sure I said the order of that wrong, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but, uh, she was just always such a delight and lovely person. And, um, the world definitely is a dimmer place without her in it. So I just wanted to say, Karen, we are thinking of you and hope, hope all the best for you and your family going forward and, um, sending all of our love your way. So, um, anyway, uh, just wanted to extend a big hug to those in the industry that might be having some down moments right now and just want y'all to know that um, no matter what our differences are in our little lighting industry, um, there's definitely no doubt that we all care and support each other, um, care about and support each other very, very much. And that's one of my favorite things about it. So if you're out there and just need a little pick me up, consider it done. And, uh, we are thinking of you and sending warm vibes and thoughts your way. So, um, Q4 2021 biggest story I think in the industry right now is, uh, back orders and freight charges and product availability and price increases. And I've heard from a few folks, um, this definitely is continuing, through mid 2022, I don't know about the price changes, but the product availability through mid 2022, I'm starting to hear people say it's going to be through the end of 2022 before these logistical issues and product availability uh, issues get straightened out. I'm understanding at this moment when I'm recording this, that a lot of the issues now are not so much um, the manufacturing of the product and the getting it on the boats, um, to ship overseas, but just the getting it off the boats and getting it onto trucks. And there's just a lack of personnel to do all of these things. And so, you know, there was that big news article about the 70 some boats sitting off the Long Beach port. 
Um, I think that was a week or so ago now. I'm not, I'm sure that situation hasn't improved tremendously. Um, but even then when they get the product off the boats, uh, there's a lack of, uh, train rail cars and trucks to, you know, get the product from the ports to the warehouses for shipping and inspection. So it's just, um, a lot. And I really think we can expect this to continue. I'm not going to say for another 12 months, but maybe close. Um, hopefully though, the freight charges on shipping containers will have evened out so that there are no more crazy price increases. Um, I'm recording this on October 1st and, uh, there are a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, I think maybe 10 or 12 price increases that go into effect today. So, um, yeah, <laughs> never ending, but hopefully after this, uh, this round of price increases, that will be it for a good long while. Um, if I had my way, <laughs> we'd be able to keep these pricing levels, um, for another 18 months or so, because, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to have to do all this yet again. <laughs> it's just been a lot in the showroom world. So anyway, so the big thing I wanted to talk about today, I, uh, I got a Facebook message recently and, um, every time I sit down to talk to somebody about the LSA and, uh, what we're trying to do, there are definitely a lot of questions about the long-term viability of independent lighting showrooms and how we're going to succeed in the future. And I definitely think there is a future for independent lighting showrooms. I um, Sometimes I think when I go to talk about it, I start to sound very negative because I point out all of the things that are going wrong for us or aren't working great. Um, and it's real easy, just like anything in life, to get hung up on those downsides and not focus so much on the upsides. So I'll try to focus on the upsides in this, but I'm sure I'm sure I'll get off track. <laughs> So one of the great benefits I see in an independent lighting showroom like my business is all of the value add that we bring to the products that you know manufacturers produce and we have on display. For example, um, we did a little conference call earlier this week and we were talking about um, product images that manufacturers put out and all of the detail that those product images can leave out. Like a lot of products come with not just any old fixture canopy, but with a canopy with really nice detail on it that just enhances the entire look of the light fixture or fan. And those, those details are not always photographed. Um, but if you have a piece of the collection on display or you've seen it in person, we have this really great way in showrooms of being able to explain to customers all of the extra details and work that went in, the craftsmanship that went into a lot of these fixtures. And sometimes that explains a little bit more why they're priced the way they're at. I love to show a fixture to customers and talk about the canopies where the screws and the canopies are hidden on the sides as opposed to just being like up from the bottom with the um, thumb, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about, little balls. 
Anyway, it's just a little tiny detail that I know doesn't add much to the cost of the fixture to manufacture, but just having that clean canopy with the screws on the side just makes for a just better looking fixture and definite upgrade from the big box versions of these fixtures. Um, little details like that, that we can really um, highlight for consumers and designers and everybody else that enter our lighting showroom. Um, so the little details like that, the technical parts of it about, oh my gosh, co color temperatures and CRIs and dimmers and what kind of dimming technology and layers of light. These are all really great values that we bring to customers. And when you get a customer in the store and can start talking about these things, and showing them the impact that great lighting can make, it makes such a huge difference. In my store yesterday, there was a salesperson doing a consultant, uh, a consultation, sorry, with a, a new uh, homeowner building a new home. And um, I was just so delighted to hear the homeowner say, well, okay, at first they said that they've been struggling the most with the lighting. Um, and they were a little frustrated by that, but the reason they were struggling with it is because they felt the lighting added so much value to the home. They wanted to get it right. And so they were definitely this couple that was overwhelmed by all of the choices that there are in lighting and my showroom, like most showrooms, I display my top manufacturers, but I do have access to many, many more manufacturers <laughs> than we have on display in the showroom. So if you just go try to browse my website, I mean, there's probably a hundred thousand light fixtures on there and it would be real intimidating to go through and you feel like you have to look at them all because you don't want to like not click through to the next page and miss the perfect light fixture. So it is definitely very overwhelming, but I was really encouraged to hear this customer come in and talk about the value of lighting and how they felt it was just critical to the look and design of their home, um, which is exactly how we all know and feel in the industry. And I think the more we can get that message out there about this value of this product, that it shouldn't just be an afterthought. Oh my gosh, I look at Zillow that I was looking at all the time because I don't know why we're not moving, but I just like to look. And I saw a, a bathroom that had recently been renovated. It said so in the comments. I didn't just make it up. And they put in this pl long plate glass mirror in the um, in the master bath, and they cut the electrical into the mirrors. This is an expensive installation to do that. Um, it <laughs> it just is. It costs more for the mirror electricians. This is this is an exp you know a, an extra expense. And then they stuck. A one light tulip glass $29 light fixture up there. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I literally don't get it. And I don't know where these people go for their lighting expertise. The look of the bathroom made me believe that there was a designer or somebody involved, but then they just went down to Home Depot and bought whatever they had on the shelf for light fixtures, and I do not understand why. They had quartz countertops. They had a giant glass-enclosed uh, shower. They spent a lot of money on this update, brand-new cabinetry, but they cut $29 light fixtures into this plate glass mirror. No, I just do not get it. I do not get it at all. 
I saw another one where uh, they renovated the whole bathroom. It was all very trendy, like navy blue cabinets, brass hardware, and then a uh, like eight light Hollywood strip. I don't get it. <laughs> this is definitely the value add of lighting showrooms. And I think this is really where we miss the mark as an industry in terms of really just shouting from the rooftops the message of what great lighting can do and what it can add to a space. And we need to point out bad lighting. We need to point it out when uh, somebody has spent you know, $25,000 on a bathroom renovation and they spent $100 on light fixtures. We need to be calling that out <laughs> and sharing it to our Insta stories about this is wrong, this is not how you should do this, and you need to visit your qualified local lighting experts to really get your the best lighting possible for your home and your space and your needs. And I think that's something we really do not do enough of as an industry I would also say the same thing about ceiling fans. I don't think as an industry we do enough to promote great, good quality ceiling fans purchased through your local independent lighting showroom. Uh, people are, oh my gosh, I was quoting a job uh, also yesterday and specified on this job was a 72 inch six blade fan with a light kit, Home Depot, $299. I don't, I don't think I have a 72-inch fan that I have access to that costs less than $299, let alone retails for $299. So I know from the vantage point I'm at in the industry, that fan is really value engineered. <laughs> they, all the right components are there to make that a fan and make it spin, but it's probably going to be a little noisy. Who knows how long that motor will last. All, all, everything about it isn't going to be as well done as it would be a product that is sold through my showroom's distribution. But we don't talk about that. But there's no big discussion about that in the industry. There's nobody promoting this message of the great value and the great quality that you're going to get when you purchase these products from a independent lighting showroom and not just your local big box store. And I really think we are sort of harming ourselves long term, um, not just the showrooms, but manufacturers too. It would be my dream um, to be able to, we kind of did it for a little while. Um, we were trying to produce these videos. They were called why lighting question mark, like why the, why is lighting so important to one's home to really, and it was just kind of uh, quick little videos that we could share, um, like showrooms could share, maybe put their logo in at the end to really talk about this concept of why it is so important to visit your lighting showroom and all of the extra value that we provide. So I talked about like displays and details and how we really need to be promoting the industry as a whole in terms of the value of quality lighting and fans. But there's also all of the extra stuff that a lighting showroom does in terms of logistics and warehousing and making sure product arrives on time to the degree that we're able to. <laughs> making sure the customer is well-informed about their product and dealing with any issues. This is sort of the downside of upselling these great fans that, okay, you could have got it from $2.99 at Home Depot. And if it broke in a couple of years, you maybe would understand. But if you sent a thousand spent a thousand dollars on a similar fan at a lighting showroom 
and there was a defect and it broke in, you know, two years, you're actually probably going to be kind of irritated at, at that you spent that amount of money. Now we all know they're under warranty, but warranties cover parts, not labor. Showrooms many, 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 many times end up eating the costs of that labor. It is one of the hidden costs of our, our business as well as, uh, warehousing fixtures, um, there is a cost associated with that. We all absorb it, but um, every time you know our margins are squeezed, we're all looking at that product that we're storing in the warehouse, the service calls that we had to do at our own expense because of an unhappy customer, the return that we had to take at our expense because of an unhappy customer. Like there are definitely a lot of little things that impact our margins day to day that are like sort of hidden costs in in a lot of ways. But um, it can be a real <laughs> difficult thing. Um, I would, I guess where I'm going with this is I would love to see there be even higher quality and inspection standards of the products that come through lighting showrooms to help us, you know, justify like, okay, maybe you are spending a little bit more here, but you get all this great service, you get all this great quality and you don't have to worry and you get peace of mind too. Um, I think a lot of us sell that, you know, but it would be great if that peace of mind didn't have to always come impacting our margins so much, but was just something that we knew um, was going to be because uh, the manufacturers paid extra attention to the quality control and everything of uh, the fixtures and fans that came through to our distribution channel. Um, I know a lot of work and time is put into that. I'm not shorting that at all. It's just... Um, Little things like that make it easier and it makes it easier for our salespeople too. Cause you know, you get burned a couple times on like a defective fan and a really angry customer, like a really unreasonable customer. And that'll take the wind out of any salesperson's sales <laughs> about selling that product in the future. Cause you, all you can remember is that uh, anxiety from that customer that just raked you over the coals about something that was out of our control, <laughs> but it's still our fault. Just like when product doesn't show up on time because we're the front lines, uh, in this, uh, issue, even if, I mean, come on, people have to have their heads buried in the sand if they don't know that this is a, a a nationwide issue. It is not just light fixtures. But I guess like maybe you get that person that got told this like delay for the 10th time in one day and then they just take it out on you like this isn't my fault. You know, why, why are you, you know, delaying my project or whatever? And oh, it's just... It can be real exhausting <laughs> to try to explain and massage and help people feel better. But anyway, that's a story for a different day. Um, all this said, I think the future of the independent lighting showroom is possible, viable, potentially very strong. I just think there are definitely tweaks we need to be making and we should be making them now. I've said that before. I think um, a lot of lighting showrooms have rewarded certain manufacturers who have cha cha channels, patterns of distribution that do not really support the independent lighting showroom in the long run. They support the independent lighting showroom while it serves their own interests but if the lighting showroom distribution channel were to disappear, 
They have been building these other distribution channels on the side and they will live without us. And I think showrooms have been to some degree pretty short-sighted in continuing to support those manufacturers. I just don't think it's something we should be doing. I think it's something that we need to take a hard look at. Um, if we are going to support manufacturers that are uh, doing such, we need to make sure there are definite safeguards in place for our channel distribution um, that that, that we're not just allowing a replacement of ourselves. And I really fear, that is my biggest fear, is that we are putting a stamp of okay on finding other ways to distribute your product so that when and if our distribution channel goes away, you manufacturer are covered and they're still going to be in business and they'll still use all these other distribution channels. And ours is just going to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink till it goes away and nobody's going to mind. So I really think this is where the partnership thing comes in. This is where the communication thing comes in. This is where I really think manufacturers should spend some marketing money, not marketing direct to trade, direct to consumer, but putting together marketing materials that send the customers back to the independent lighting showroom. Put together some why lighting videos, why independent lighting showroom, why you need to go view our products in person so you can see these awesome details that you're not going to be able to see anywhere else. I think that would be amazing. That would be content so many of us showrooms are just dying for and would love to have. So there's definitely hope. There's definitely paths for a great future. Um, I just think we really need to take a hard look at some of these decisions um, that we're all making, manufacturers and showrooms alike, and really come together on how we can be doing this better and uh, safeguarding us all for the long-term future. Again, showrooms do provide a lot of great value and service to their customers, and that's, that's a great thing, and manufacturers should be trumpeting that. That should be like their go-to. So you've got your e-commerce, maybe you're doing a little direct to trade, but hey, by the way, you really should be working with your local showroom distribution because they do this, this, and this for you, and and, and they are going to take care of you, and they have the product, and, and it's just going to make your life so much easier, Mr. or Mrs. Consumer or Designer. So that's my two cents for the week. Thank you all so much for listening. I so appreciate you joining me here. I will talk to you next week. And until then, everyone take care.